Welcome to the Nerd Out and Workout Podcast. Cast, 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 cast. Everyone, this is Coach Austin here coming to you from Hyper Strength and Conditioning with your Nerd Out and Workout podcast, where we nerd out, workout, and podcast. And today we're going to be going over Tinder hacks with Rami, aka the Gutsy Geek. We've uh, spoken with each other, we've done podcasts for Coaching for Geeks. Shout out to them. If you guys want to check out Coaching for Geeks, go out and check them out. Um, Rami allowed us to, 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 to give, give us his time to go over uh some tinder hacks so so rami could you like introduce yourself tell us tell the people what you do what you conquer yeah yeah, yeah. so uh hey everyone i'm rami uh, i'm a dating coach and i'm based out of montreal canada and uh is sometime around 2010 i had a horrible breakup and i was single and alone i was like depressed and i couldn't get a girl to save my life you know like i was one of those guys that I got really lucky with the girl that I was with. and I didn't know how I ended up with her. Mm. And then once we, we broke up, I was like, oh, no. How do I get another one? <laughs> it's like, oh, so, man. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, like a lot of people, I discovered the book The Game. You know, and I went down the rabbit hole of learning to be women. Mm. And I took uh, lessons from pickup artists, from sales coaches, from uh, body language experts. And I did a whole bunch of, of learning. And then I went out to bars and clubs four nights a week for, I think, six or eight weeks, like as my crash course, you know. Um, and I talked to about uh, 10 to 20 women a night. And it came out to about 600 women over the course of like eight weeks, right? And uh, I learned how to get phone numbers. I learned how to like get dates. I learned how to hook up with them. I learned how to get a make out at a, at a club or, and you know, get her to go home with you. Um, and then I kept doing that for the next four years. I would go out like two nights, three nights a week and just pick up women. Um, and in doing so, I kind of learned the ins and outs of dating. And then Tinder and other apps came out like around 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man. This is a whole <laughs> universe. I can pick up women from my house. Change the game. I don't have game. to go outside. Change and the so game. I would be playing. You know, I would get, totally change the game, man. Like I would be playing Street Fighter or Tekken with my buddies. And between matches, I'd be Tindering and meeting women on Tinder and just chatting with them. And I built out, like, some scripts, you know, uh, full-on flow-charted conversations. My phone would auto-complete conversations for me as I would talk. So I'd, like, I'd put the first word in, and it would give me the entire sentence, and I'd just tap, and it would put it in. So I could chat with, like, five different women at the same time and wow. get conversations going. Wow. Yeah. Efficiency. Uh, Yes, totally. And so sometime around 2011, 2012, I started a blog to teach other guys how to meet women. And that spiraled into my business, which is gutsygeek.com, where I teach uh, men how to meet women. And so, you know, whether you wanted to meet a girl for like a quick hookup or you want to meet your wife, your future wife or your future girlfriend, the techniques are more or less the same. The outcome is up to you, you know, if you want to use for good or evil. (laughs) Uh, Although I think neither of it's evil, really. But um, (laughs) Tinder is kind of where it's at right now. Like Tinder, Bumble, Happen, all these dating apps are really in. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are on them. And so I built a lot of products, uh, including my most popular one, which is the Tinder Playbook, uh, which helps guys straight up get dates on Tinder. And it has like 
scripts to follow. It has how to get a good picture taken. It has a lot of do's and don'ts. Like if you suck at Tinder, you get the Tinder playbook, you'll be good at Tinder. We and will, so we will have the link. Yeah, we will have the link on the uh, show notes. Just letting the, the audience know we will definitely have. If you guys want to know where the Tinder playbook is, it'll be easily available in the show notes. Yeah, but because you're a cool dude and your friends are, are cool people and the people on this show that are listening, I'm really appreciative that you guys are tuning in, by the way. I am going to give you a bunch of tips today that will help you out, like straight free up. tips. Totally free. Come on. You know. Holy shit. <laughs> you try the free stuff, and if it doesn't work, then you can come to me and ask for you for a coach. The for first a- one's on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. So, okay. So... Going into the Tinder and all this, I I I missed out on that boat because I'm already I'm married, I'm I'm good, and all that fun stuff. But for those people out there, and it's kind of weird to me because I was we were just talking about it earlier before that we started this episode. It's like I'm you know I'm kind of out of the game now. Well, I'm I am out of the game now, and it's it's hard to watch other people who are in the game like, ugh, they're just frustrating me. And I, I'm not gonna name names, but I got I got some. Some people I know, some some of my boys, and even some of my uh, you know uh, homegirls and all that. I'm just seeing what they're doing, and I'm just like, oh, it, it just go. It comes down to like a like social, like being social and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so let's let's start let's start this quest of going from on Tinder to an actual dinner date. So, what's the common thing you see in the beginning for individuals who are using? the uh, a dating app let's say tinder or bumble or whatever like what what's the common mistakes and 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 how can they overcome that moving into more of a a physical meeting okay so there's like there are four really big mistakes that people make (laughs) and they're i you know i listed them out because like i said i built the course based on these mistakes and fixing them so the first one is um you're like, okay, I'm going to create a Tinder or Bumble or dating app profile. Let's go. So you get on there, and the first place that, the first thing it asks you for is pictures. You're like, oh, I don't really have any pictures of me. So you go grab some random photos off your Facebook. You know the one where like <laughs> it's like you and three friends kind of yeah. arm in arm, and yeah. then you just chop out the people next to you? Yeah. So, you, so either your profile picture is like you and you're missing shoulders because you chopped out the people to your left and right. Or, or it's you, but there's two other dudes, and, and she looks at it, and she's like, which one is he? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh. So, <laughs> so that's the first big mistake, you know, is, is you grab a random photo off Facebook. The second one is uh, generic phrases in your profile. People, like every guy that isn't really used to creating an online profile, or maybe who is but doesn't know any better, they'll put like some, a phrase that everyone uses, like, I'm laid back, oh. or I'm down to earth. Mm. Or I'm easygoing, mm. or you know, like uh, I work hard and I play harder. Work hard, you know? play hard, bruh. <laughs> rise, you know, and grind, like, rise and grind, rise and grind. Exactly. So all those, all those catchphrases are just worthless. Like if you put "I'm laid back" in your profile, it's like yeah, great, you and everyone else on Tinder, you know. Um, and then the third one is is dudes that like list all their interests. You know, it's like I really want to make sure she knows everything about me in these uh, 500 characters so i like netflix comics video games hiking music dance music salsa i have a dog uh <laughs> i really like you know and just it's just like a list of everything you have ever been into you that's know? a and lot bombardment she doesn't need to know that stuff like 
people, sure, one or two common interests might help, but women aren't into guys because of common interests. They're into guys because of like personality, because of what you can provide for her. You know, are you a good match? How do you make her feel? That's what's important. And then uh, the last fail and the last big mistake is a lot of dudes are like, so they're like, okay, they, they scramble, they get three pics off their Facebook that are just like them chopped off and weird. They write a really fast blurb. They list a bunch of interests. And they're like, all right, let's do this. Swipe, 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 five swipes. All right, I'm done. Great. And they just leave. And then hours go by and they're like, man, I swept five whole people. How come I don't have five matches yet? Where's my date, bro? And they're like, you know, this app sucks. And they just turn it off. And I'm like, dude, you created a garbage profile. You swiped five people hoping they'd match. And then you just give up? Come on, man. You know, that's like showing up to, I don't know, the gym and wearing like sweatpants and a tight bro shirt. Yeah. And then be like, oh my God, go! sweatpants. <laughs> and then like kappa sweatpants and like feeling like you're a real champ, you know? Oh, and then you man. grab some, some uh, 10 pounders in each hand and you're like, let's go. And you do like three bicep curls in each arm. You're like, all right. And you look in the mirror and you're like, why aren't I swole yet? You oh know? my God. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. Yes. Like you, these guys, <laughs> a lot of guys will do the bare minimum and expect the world, but you got to do a little more, you know? And that's, so that's, those are the four main mistakes. <laughs> So quick wow. recap, it's uh, random photos off your Facebook or random bad photos, generic faces in your profile, list all your interests in the profile, swipe right on like three people and then give up. Those are the main mistakes. Wow. So how would they correct it? They would just have a nice picture of them? like Yeah. Professionally I mean, done? straight up, like, let's say you want to take a good picture of yourself, right? And um, a lot of guys will... You're like, okay, I'm going to take a, I guess I'll take a good picture. I'll take like a selfie in the mirror, you know, because it's hard to take a picture of yourself otherwise. Right. And so they try mirror selfies or they'll try like phone selfies where they hold their phone up at like a weird angle and try to take a selfie. Like their arm is super far out, but (laughs) selfies are not a turn on. So the first step is you get someone else to take a picture of you for your profile picture. So grab a buddy. Grab a buddy. uh, Ideally grab a woman because if you're trying to, yeah. Because if you're trying to impress women, get a woman to take a picture. They'll naturally know what women like, right? Uh, And the best would be to find a woman who is like the woman you want to attract and get her to take a picture for you. Interesting. What if they don't have any woman friends? What if they're just like, ah, man, damn it. There are other alternatives. Um, (laughs) So the, the one I like to suggest is you get a picture taken by a buddy, and then you put it online and you get people to rate your picture. And oh there, there's God, a bunch of services online that like, rate pictures. Rate a picture. Yeah. What was that? That one. That one. That one uh, website that does that. What is it? I remember it used to be like rate my pics. Rate right? my rate pic. My oh my God. Okay. I mean, that, there are better ones out there. I, I don't remember the exact ones. I have a list of them, but um, yeah, those all work. You know, the, the, if you don't have a woman in your entourage, don't ask your mom to take a picture for you. You know, get <laughs> get get a buddy and then. Try it online and see. You can even try putting it as your Facebook profile picture and seeing if you get good reactions. And if a lot of women are like, oh, hey, you look good in this pic, then you can go, like, all right. Interesting. My dating profile I pic. like that. I like so that. So that's the easiest way is to get a good picture. Because if your picture is bad, it doesn't matter how good everything else is, you're not going to make it. So really, if, if, if you're going to write crappy stuff in your profile and list all your interests, those are bad, but they're not as bad as a bad picture. If you get a good picture in there, you're like 50% of the way there. So a pristine picture. Mm-hmm. Pristine picture. And it, 
the best part is, uh, even if you look whack, whack in real life, right? You wear like nice clothes one day, shave and cut your hair. Like the day, the day after you get a haircut and you're fresh to death, you know, mm-hmm. get a picture taken. You're always going to look good in that picture. Uh, so then to fix your generic phrases in the profile, people, people like to make their profiles too long, right? So I always say, if your profile is more than three sentences or three lines, it's too long. Three lines, man. Three lines, and all you want to do is catch your attention and create a little bit of mystery. So, you know, it could be something like, uh, I don't know, geek gamer and huge fan of Pixar movies. Your mom will love me. That's, <laughs> That's actually pretty simple. I like yeah, that. I mean, I, I'm sure I could I could workshop it better. You know, I just I just trying to like off the top of my head. It's catchy because she'll be like, okay, so he's a bit of a geek. He's kind of funny because he said your mom will love me. But also he's kind of cocky and he's got a little bit of swag. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can. And, you know, often it's the the, the first question they'll ask you is like, why would my mom love you? You know? That's, that's a good one. <laughs> and so, so it creates mystery. It creates intrigue. It kind of shows her your personality. And that, that one I just talked about, um, I managed to convey like six different things in that with two sentences, right? Whereas if it said... Uh, gamer geek, big fan of Star Wars, Magic the Gathering, the Pink Panther, dogs, oh, yeah. cats, rainbows, yeah. blah, blah. It's like, you, you've told her nothing except you just listed interests. So short profile is best, three lines maximum, uh, and you want to create mystery. The whole point of your profile isn't to tell her your life story. It's to get her intrigued enough that if she sees your picture and she's like, I'm not sure, but then she sees the profile, <laughs> she's like, okay, yeah, a little bit intriguing. All right, I'll give it a shot. And then she goes in for it. You know what I mean? Ah, okay. So first barrier is the picture. You want her to be in with the picture. And then second barrier is the profile. If she's not 100% certain with the picture, she'll check what you have to say. And she's like, okay, yeah, kind of intriguing. Let's go. Let's, let's give it a shot. And then um, the last thing is don't swipe right on five women and give up. <laughs> like swipe a lot. Swipe until you've swiped your maximum amount allowed for the day. And then – if you use all the women in your area and you've swiped all the women in your, your, your radius, right? Cause it's, it's based on your, your location. Every time you go to work, swipe. Ah. And then when you get home, swipe. And if you go do groceries or you go somewhere that's like slightly out of your way to a friend's house, swipe, swipe. because your radius moves with you. Right? So if wow. you live, um, yeah, if you live like a 20 minute, uh, I don't know, subway or a streetcar or whatever ride from where you work, then that radius is going to move by a couple of miles. And so it's like a whole batch of women to swipe on. So I really recommend like swipe at home, swipe at work, swipe any places you hang out. Because let's say you swipe only when you're at home, that radius stays small. But if you swipe when you're at work, you go to work every day, right? So it's not going to be like a huge trip for you to go from work to her place or to meet up with her somewhere. You know what I mean? True. That's true. That's pretty uh, – I didn't even think of that. Well, I mean I've never used these damn apps. So yeah. like I don't even – half of the things you're talking about, I'm like, wow, that's new. Whoa, that's <laughs> – it's like shit, man. I was like MySpace in it back in my day. <laughs> I was like dating, oh, dude. MySpace. I was like, hey, what's up, girl? That's how I met my wife. I was like, hey, I went through MySpace. Um, oh, my God. Um, wow, MySpace. Were you friends with Tom? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I was friends with Tom. Good yeah. old Tom. <laughs> um, I love MySpace. 
the first you sign up and the first thing is hey you're friends with tom it's like oh yeah. i have a friend already <laughs> yeah it's like, it, it gets you hooked it got you hooked like oh the ceo is my friend <laughs> then you realize he's a ceo and he doesn't have time to talk to you he's like ah, oh, i have like a million messages a day bro i you know like, oh, you're my friend man you're my first friend uh, <laughs> what was it um cool so okay let's fast forward this let's say they do all the things right Let's say mm-hmm. let, let's fast forward to all the things right because you know if they want to know about Tinder hacks and they're just gonna have to get your guide because yeah because I, I I already feel true to me I really feel like you 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 already spat out a lot of knowledge and if any smart person is listening like who really really wants to get after it I think with that little bit of knowledge alone could really elevate their game on Tinder and that's absolutely thank you, thank you for that Rami and um, anytime let, man. Let's let's fast forward. Let's say they they match. I don't know how this thing goes. Well, they match and they start chatting and they say they set up their first date. No matter no matter what dating app you use, we're going into now meeting this individual in person. Mm-hmm. Um, where do they meet him at? Man, IRL, bro. Already they move fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Obviously, the next step is you go in real life, right? It's like you're not just going to stay on Tinder forever. Ideally, you want to get off the app as fast as possible. Oh, okay. I say 15, 20 messages tops, and then you move on. Oh, wow. Um, 15 to 20 messages. I don't even know you like you count the messages. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you don't have to count them. But on average, if it's going well, it's 15 to 20 messages. Of course, like, hey, you're kind of cool. We're having a good time. Let's go on a date. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say – the worst date you can go on <laughs> is uh, an expensive dinner date. And the reason for that is because let's assume, you know, you chat on Tinder, things work out, you guys hit it off. Uh-huh. You go to a really expensive dinner date. Like we're talking three course meal, $100, blah, 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 with wine and everything. That's a lot. You show up and in person, there is no chemistry. And you discover there's no chemistry after you've ordered. And now you're eating your salads and staring at each other, and you're like, man, this woman sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I have three more courses to go through where I got to like fake being cool and fake being interested before this ends. It's like, oh, no. So do not go on expensive dinner date. Uh, second thing, do not go on a movie date. You know how, how on TV it's always like dinner and a movie? You want to oh, do dinner and a movie? Oh, yeah. Maybe dinner and a movie was the thing to do like in the 50s. But dinner and a movie is the worst thing to do because you're spending a lot of money and you're not learning anything about her during the movie. Right? You, like in the actual movie, you, you're staring at a screen for two hours. You're not interacting. So the actual date you want to go on for the first date is something fast. You want to go for a coffee. You want to go for a quick drink. And what I like to say is – I like to schedule like a, a quick drink or a coffee like late in the afternoon, like 6 p.m. or 5 p.m., like after you're done work kind of thing. So you finish work and then you go for coffee or drink or whatever. And if she's whack, you have one drink, you have your coffee or whatever. You're like, well, this is nice. I'm out of here. And you're gone. But if she's awesome and you, you're having a good time and you're hitting it off, then you could be like, yo, dude, I'm having a really good time with you. Do you want to maybe grab a bite to eat? And then you switch locations and you go from coffee or drink to dinner. 
and then you grab a bite to eat and you have a good time. You enjoy, you spend more time with her. And if you're still having a good time and it's like not too late, it's like nine, maybe you're like, you know, I'm still having a really good time with you. You want to grab a drink afterwards and you can go for a beer or, you know, uh, like a, a whiskey or whatever. And why am I saying multiple locations like this? It's because when you do three locations in one date or two locations in one date, even if the date's only like four hours long, the fact that you hit three different settings with this person makes it seem like you've known each other for a long time. So you create intimacy and rapport. Yeah, yeah. You create intimacy and rapport faster by hitting multiple locations. So like, let's say your date starts with like a, a coffee, then you go do mini golf, then you go for dinner, then you go for drinks, right? You've just seen her casual in a coffee shop. You've seen her get kind of competitive over mini golf or let's say pool or billiards or bowling or whatever. You've seen her get kind of relaxed and you know more intimate over dinner. And then you've seen her get a little bit tipsy with some booze. So you've seen her in four different lights. So you kind of get a better feel of who she is as a person based on that. And then vice versa, she knows more who you are. And so even if you guys don't talk about really intimate stuff, you feel like you've known each other for a long time just because you've done so much stuff together in one day. That's pretty genius. Plus it's more fun. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah. I yeah. would have never thought of that. And some people do it unconsciously. Like, because now that you're going over, I'm like, oh, that reminds me of some of the first dates I had with, with my wife. Mm-hmm. It's like we went through multiple locations. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen each other, like, competitive side, casual side, getting drunk, you know, like, partying. Yeah. Um, it's really funny that you, you put Because it seems so simple, but I really feel that you're right. Like, not a lot of people kind of think of that. They just go dinner and a movie. And you're like, you're fucking yeah. right. Like, a movie, you're, like, just sitting there. Yeah, you're sitting next to each other. But you're just staring at a screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ah, that's pretty just, cool. Just like the Riddler says in Batman Forever, if we kill him now, he won't learn nothing. And so uh, <laughs> the whole point of it is you got to learn about the other person. You don't want to kill the date fast and not learn anything, you know? That's true. So, so I always say multiple locations is super important for dates. Um, my girlfriend and I, on a, we went on Tinder, actually, which is hilarious because I spent four years going to bars and clubs. Like, I'm going to meet a girl at a bar or a club and we're going to date. And I had girlfriends who I met at bars and clubs and parties. But my current girlfriend, uh, who I've been with you know, for almost five years now, uh, we met over Tinder. And then our date was we went for a beer. Then we went to mini golf. So we went back to my place and we had some sushi. Nice. And yeah, so it was it was pretty hilarious when I think about it because I teach this structure, but I use it as well. And uh, maybe four, three or four months in, my girlfriend, you know, I, I wasn't dating coach full time at the time. I just had the blog and was selling an ebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told her about Gutsy Geek and she checked it out and she got really mad. She was like, "Did you write about me on there?" And oh, I was like, oh. "No, I would never write about you on there." <laughs> She's like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> Because you gave the exact thing, the, the exact structure of our date is on there. And I'm like, yeah, because that's what I teach everybody. <laughs> Just, what? I'm like, yeah, because I teach this date structure because it works. And that's why it's on there, because I, I tell this to, to everyone. She's like, oh, so you mean you've done our date with a lot of other women? I'm like, oh. yeah, I kind of always do a three, three or four places date. She's like, oh, I'm like, does it work? She's like, yeah, it did work. I'm like, so why <laughs> We're dating. Things are good. She's We're like, dating. It yeah, works. okay, you're right. <laughs> but she was mad at first, but then she kind of saw the funny side. She's like, okay, I get it. He teaches this stuff. And until that point, she had always kind of thought like it was all a gimmick, like it didn't really work. 
But then when she started reading about it more, she saw the structure of how I structure a date and how I structure conversations. Like, wow, this stuff really works. A lot of this <laughs> stuff you did on me. I was like, yeah. Ah, hey, you got to practice what you pre- right? preach, right? You got to you, know? you got to prove what you you do that it works. Exactly. You know, yeah. if if you Austin, you you talk about like very specific form for deadlifts, and then you end up deadlifting like a crazy person and like throw out your back and you don't follow <laughs> the form that you give, you know. It's like, oh, like, you, I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> you know? it's, like, it's like a guy that's always like, you always got a deadlift and you, you clench your abs. So you, you hold your back in place and you don't do it wrong. But then you show up and you start deadlifting and your belly is flopping out. Yeah, yeah, I'm around no. back and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, So you always practice what you preach. And so uh, my girlfriend actually became my biggest fan after that. And every time I write a new article, she's like, let me read it. Let me read it. I want to see if I approve. And she reads it and she's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. It's good. Wow. That's awesome. And, well, that's cool because so cool. you get, like, feedback from a female yeah. and her perspective because we're not in their heads. We don't know. And that's for her to, like, validate it, your you your methods are awesome. Like, wow. Yeah. That's, that's legit. Like, anytime I, – I had her go through all my products as well and specifically the Tinder one, uh, the picture part especially. She, are, she and I talked about it a lot, and she came up with how to take the right profile picture, like how to frame it and all that stuff. It's a lot of details. I put it all in the course, but basically it's like – you want to get a proper medium shot of, you know, your chest to your head a little higher. You want the lighting to be a certain way. You want to look a certain way. And so she and I really went over it together, and she showed me good examples of pictures. I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. So so since we started dating, uh, all of my products have improved because of her. Um, oh, nice. Well, I mean, yeah, it helps yeah. to have, like, a female, a female perspective. Yeah, perspective because, yeah. dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so – so the date, let's just let's just wrap up on the date. So when you get on the date, make sure you hit multiple locations. Make sure it's it's like a coffee date or a beer, something simple and fast at first. So if she sucks, you can bounce. Uh, but if you like her, then you can stick around and do something else. Um, and it's really important to get physical on a date. Like, I don't mean you know like grab her ass. That's obviously I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying start start touching her. So like you want to you know touch her shoulder, touch her arm, maybe give her a hug when you see her, maybe high five her. The whole point is you want to get some physical contact going. The reason for that is because at the end of the first date, it's really important to like get a little bit of a makeout. It doesn't. You don't have to like full on like tongue. Blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like just <laughs> you want to get a, a good night kiss. And the reason for that is because a lot of women attribute the spark to the kiss. Ooh, and spark. That's right. Yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about the spark. You know, we went on a date, but there was no spark. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um. And the spark, that, that happens when you kiss someone and you feel those butterflies in your stomach and you feel like, the, oh, man, I'm a little turned on by this person. I'm kind of excited. I like, I like them. I can kind of smell them. It smells good. I like their touch. But to get to that point, you have to kiss them. And to get to the kiss, it's weird if you haven't touched each other all night. You've been hanging out for four or five hours. You haven't touched her at all. There's been no physical contact. And then at the end of the night, you're kind of looking at each other and you're like, okay, is it, will it, won't it, will it, won't it? And then you lean in for the kiss. And then it's like, it's oh. weird because you haven't been getting a little bit of intimacy all night. So it's weird to just all of a sudden go from zero to a hundred, you know? So you want to be touching constantly and getting touchy with them. And if they don't reciprocate the touch or they're weirded out by it, then it's a sign that probably it's not going to work out. But if they do, then it's a sign that probably they want to kiss you at the end of the night. You get that kiss. Sparks are created. You're probably set for date two. Dang. That mm-hmm. the setup. Mm-hmm. The setup. You just went over like the setup for that. Like, yeah. I really feel like people overlook that. Yeah, because a lot of guys think 
I got to hook up with her on the first date. Yeah. Or it's the opposite of the spectrum where I'm going to not hook up with her for three months and then finally we'll do it. And both of those <laughs> approaches are crazy. Like hooking up on the first date, I'm not against it. But if that's your goal, it's tricky because a lot of women aren't necessarily into it. Um, some women maybe they have like a rule where they want to wait two or three dates. Uh, others are just like it's a little too fast for them. And some women will hook up with you on the first date. So it's not a bad thing. It's just if that's your goal, then you may spoil a date because you didn't achieve what you wanted, right? Mm. Whereas if you have in mind just the first date is just you want to make out with her a little bit and kind of get that rapport going, then date two, three, or whatever, you can hook up with her. Um, it's, it's much easier as a setup. It's much easier to hook up with her on date two or three than it is on date one. Um, I've had dates and relationships which came from me hooking up on the first date. Uh, my girlfriend and I hooked up on the first date. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it was never my goal, right? My goal is we'd make out and we'll see what happens. It just so happened that we were having such a good time that we ended up hooking up. Nice. Um, so just always remember, you want to make out at the end of the date, create the spark, set up for date two and date three. And then, you know, the date where two, three is where I, I usually think three is a good number because uh, you get to know the person enough that you, you kind of want to get physical at that point. Um, as in my maximum, I don't really wait more than three dates. Um, but that's up to you. It's personal choice. If you want to wait a month, it's cool. Uh, I, I always say three dates because date one, you have like a casual coffee, whatever date. Date two, you kind of know you like this person enough. You go for like a, a dinner somewhere maybe. And then date three, your, your place or her place. Uh, and that way you guys can cook together. You guys can get into it together. You're already there. Pretty much going to happen. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's the structure I like to follow. Dude, <laughs> that's pretty clean. I, I just what amazes me is that you kind of broke everything down to like a science. Like you structure how you talk to people, you structure how you you know you set up the dates, you you structure how what locations to go to so you can hit certain points, and then you you structure the setup to mm -hmm. the spark, quote unquote, that all the like the women talk about, and it's. And it's like really bad. That's pretty, that's legit. Um, one thing I remember from one of your podcast episodes from coaching for geeks that really struck me that I really, I truly feel that people and a lot of guys don't really pay. It's not, it's actually more so guys than women for me is that I, that I've noticed is that they don't know how to set up talking to the woman, like sitting at a table. Mm -hmm. I remember you were talking about this, like the way you sit at a table, something simple, something so yep. simple, but I think you mentioned like they fuck it up, <laughs> like you fuck it up just yeah. sitting at a table. You fuck it up like like that basically fucks up everything else or it, it, it makes yeah. it harder type of thing. And no one really thinks about it. You're just like, oh, just sit at the table. I'm just going to sit at the table. So yep. could we go over that? Just like yes. I just yeah, really yeah. feel that's really cool what you talked about. I just. It, that stuck with me till like this day. I even told my wife about it. I'm like, you know, back if we were dating again, I'd I'd sit like this, <laughs> and she's like, well, okay, but I mean, that's fine. And I'm like, I'm just saying, this guy Rami was talking <laughs> about it, and uh, I think it works. <laughs> and she goes, well, we're married now, but I'm just saying, I'm still on top of it. <laughs> well, uh, okay, I'll. First off, 
I, there's two things I want to talk about. So first off, yes, sit, how you sit on the date, I'll, we'll cover that right away. But the other thing is uh, people don't realize that dating and charm and all these things, these are skills. These are skills you develop. Um, and the reason I talk about them like they're skills is because you know how there are some people who are naturally athletic and they're naturally good at like every sport. You know, like you'll, you, we all have that one friend who's like, He's good at basketball. He's good at swimming. He's good at like track and field. Mm-hmm. He's good at high jump. He's good at all the weird stuff that you can't like. You're like, you got to train for this. No, this guy is naturally good at all of it. I had a buddy in high school who was like that. He was, uh, you know, in, in high school, I, I went to high school in France. And oh, wow. the way, um, yeah, the, the way it's structured in terms of gym class is it's, it's three trimesters is how they structure the school year. And every trimester, you guys do a different sport. And this guy was in all of my gym classes. And he was good at badminton. He was good at basketball. He was good at um, uh, track and field in the first year. Wow. And the year after, he was uh, good at basketball again. He was good at ping pong. <laughs> and he was good at uh, gymnastics. Damn. I what mean, the... yeah. Okay. Some guys are just good at all the sports, right? So, right. You know, we all know that gifted one guy athlete. who's good at Yeah, gifted athlete. And then, so when people go to clubs or bars or they're hanging out with their friends, we all know that one friend who's just good with women. He's yep. naturally charming. Yep. He knows exactly what to say in every situation. Yep. He always gets dates. He always gets the hookup. And then you ask him, you're like, how are you doing this? And he's like, I don't know. Just be cool, bro. <laughs> just be cool, bro. And for him, it's because he doesn't know how he's doing it, but he's got some natural gifts that he's using. And so just like with athletes, sure, you've got your natural athlete who's just naturally gifted at being physical. But then you've got your guy who doesn't really know, but who wants to and who learns and he gets taught the methods. And then he becomes just as good as a naturally gifted guy, maybe even better because he learns the techniques, right? And so with dating, it's the same. You could be naturally gifted and not know why you're good at it. But then there's the other guy like me who has to learn the way to be gifted, the way to be charming, right? And once you learn the way to be charming and you see a guy that's naturally good at it, you can actually break down what he's doing because you know, you're like, okay, so... He naturally kind of sits like this. He naturally talks about these things. He naturally touches her. He naturally goes for the kiss. He just kind of knows it innately. And um, I, I think it's like you learn it when you're growing up from someone around you, but it could just be like the way you le- learn by yourself. But it's a skill. The important thing of all this this long side conversation is it's a skill, and you can learn a skill. And some people have it naturally, and some people you got to break it down for them and explain to them. But you can always teach it, and you can always learn it. I like that. Okay. I like that. Yeah. No, no, because I, I teach the same thing about strength and lifting and mm-hmm. all that. And I'm like, strength's a skill, guys. They're like, oh, how do I deadlift 405? I'll never be able to deadlift. I'm like, guys, you, first of all, that person's been deadlifting for like four or five, six years. And mm-hmm. they were right there with you their first year. So you just got to keep going. And it's a skill. And they're like, oh, I can learn this? It's like, yeah. yeah. You don't have to take a lot of steroids. <laughs> or steroids. <Yeah. laughs> like, come on, man. Just just train your body. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, I, I totally I- agree. When I was uh, when I started going to the gym, I was working out in the gym in my building. Like there was a gym in my in my apartment building. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no um, there was no bar. There was just dumbbells or machines. And so I learned to deadlift there with dumbbells. And when I first started deadlift, so like there was the, I think there were five pounders in each hand when I first started deadlifting. So I deadlifted ten pounds. <laughs> uh, and then I you know I got the form down. And then when I moved into my house three years ago, I bought. A full, you know, cage set up with a oh, bar, yeah. that weights, 
and I started deadlifting and I, the first time I deadlifted a bar. So at that point I was deadlifting, I think two forty or 50 pounders of the dumbbell. So I was deadlifting like 80 pounds or so with dumbbells. And then I picked up the bar and I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy heavy. And I, <laughs> I could only deadlift the bar. I could barely do the bar, which was half the weight of what I was doing before because the form changes, you know, your, mm-hmm. your, your arms are turned a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I worked at it and now I deadlift about 210 pounds at my max. There right? you go. And so I went from 10 pounds to 210 pounds. Nice. And so meeting women is the same thing. Uh, when I first started meeting women at bars and clubs, I timed it or my friend timed it for me. I couldn't keep a woman's interest for more than 20 seconds. No way. 20 seconds? 20 seconds. What would... It took 20 seconds for her expression to change and for her to be like, uh, and then just to bounce. Um, wow, really? Yeah. yeah, I would turn them off because of my body language and the way I would start a conversation. They'd be like, this guy's weird. Hello. This guy's <laughs> no, I, I was like one of those weirdos that would just show up and be like, hey, what's up? I'm Rami. What's your name? How you doing? What do you do for a living? You know, how you enjoy the club? And I'd just be like bombarding them with questions and I'd be too happy and too excited. And it just, it was such a turnoff, you know? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's. And so, so conversation is a skill. Learning, meeting women is a skill. And so let's go back to what you asked me earlier, which is how to sit. So oh, yeah. when you go on a date with a woman, if you sit opposite her at the table, it's not horrible. But it's not the best because when you sit opposite her at the table, it's like an interview. It's like you're interviewing each other for a job, you know, Mm -hmm. and sitting opposite each other is kind of confrontational. And then also, how are you going to touch her? How are you going to high five her and touch her hand and touch her shoulder when you're sitting opposite her? Are you going to be that weird dude that leans across the table to touch her shoulder? (laughs) No? Hello. (laughs) Yeah, hello. Timmy. So I always say when you go on a date with a woman uh, or a man, you know, if you're a woman, this is also this also applies to you um, or anyone who's dating actually because you want to get physical, right? So the whole point is you don't want to sit like an interview and confront each other. You want to sit at a 90-degree angle. So if you don't know what a 90-degree angle is, it means if the table is a square, you sit on one part of the square and they sit right across the corner from you. So not across the table but to your right or to your left. Um, and that way you're not facing each other. Now you're, you're looking at nothing and they're to your right or to your left. Mm -hmm. And then it means they're easily accessible. So if you want to touch her shoulder, high five her, you know, get some physical contact, you can, and you're sitting closer together too. So you can kind of see how she smells. She can get a better vibe off of you physically. It's not like across the table, you know? (laughs) Uh, and if you can't sit, uh, uh, like at a 90 degree angle at a table from each other for whatever reason, Get a bar seat and sit at the bar because then you're kind of shoulder to shoulder touching knees. And that's just as good, if not even better. Ah. So, yeah. So always avoid sitting opposite someone if you can. Always sit like to the side of them or side by side of the bar. It's always best. All right, that's why I like whenever I, I go to to dinner with someone or when I would go to dinner with someone on like um, on a, a first date where there was benches, right? like picnic benches, I would never sit opposite them at the picnic bench. I thought it was weird. I would sit next to them, ah. and then we would chat, and, and you could touch and be, be kind of like touchy and, and weird. Uh, and it was – it's because you can't get a 90-degree angle at a bench. There's no – That's true. Side seat, right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So I would always sit side by side at a bench. So if they go in a uh, restaurant, 
And, you know, they have those tables that are just sitting across from each other. Would you encourage them to just kind of manipulate that position? Like, instead of, like, sitting across, like, fuck it, I'm just going to move my chair this way. I would move my, yeah, always move your chair. <laughs> Ooh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and, and the line is, you're sitting down, and you're like, what is this, an interview? And you just move the chair next to her, and then you start talking normally. <laughs> oh, that's a good and, one! <laughs> yeah, or what is this, a job interview? And that way... It makes sense when you move a chair. You're not like the weird creeper that's like, I want to get near you. Yes, closer, my precious. <laughs> no, it's, it's, this is not a job interview. What, is this, what, are, what are we, crazy people? Let's, let's, sit, let's sit like normal humans. And then you do that. Uh, so I'm a big fan of sitting at a 90-degree angle or side-by-side. Side. So that's how you fuck it up on a first day where you sit opposite each other. Especially some places have tables that are extra wide, you know? Oh, dude. Where, yeah. Like there's no chance of you getting anywhere near her. It's a and you're deal. like And you got to shout across the table cuz it's loud. It <laughs> Dude. But but if you're at a bar, or if you're sitting at the bar or if you're sitting at 90 degree angle and it's loud, that's even better because it's an excuse for you to get closer and talk into each other's ears. Oh, dude. Yeah. So many good tips. So many go. good tips. Um, let's wrap this episode up. You've given a lot of information. We're going to have the, the listeners run with it. You give us some feedback. If you guys want to learn more, if, if our audience wants to learn more about what you do, where can they go? Where can they find you? You can find me at, uh, gutsygeek.com. Uh, that's, that's my blog slash website where I sell my products there. I give a lot of free advice. If you want to just read all the free stuff and see if any of it helps you, you can totally do that. You can hit me up on Twitter at gutsygeek. Um, I think I have an Instagram too, but I never use that. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I'm like the same yeah. way with Twitter. I need to get yeah. on that. <laughs> so yeah, just gutsygeek.com. Come find me. You know, I'm always happy to chat. You can even find me on Facebook. If you just find the Rami, the gutsy geek, uh, Facebook, uh, page, you can message me straight up on there. I'll, I reply to everybody that asks me a question. I'm more than happy to help. Um, cause a lot of people out there don't really need a huge amount of advice. They just need like one or two pointers. So just hit me up. I'm always around. Oh, man. Any Go other to- last advice as we close out this episode? Any yeah. one-liners you want to close with? <laughs> I don't have any one-liners. One-liners are whack. The <laughs> They're whack. If you want the best opening line, the best opening line is, hi, my name is, and you shake her hand. And the reason that's the best opening line is you make eye contact. So she, she feels like the confidence. You touch her hand so she feels like a physical touch with you. And uh, you introduce yourself. It takes a real psychopath when you put out your hand and say, hi, I'm Rami, for her not to be to reciprocate. It takes like a real crazy person. Like mm. you can test this with your friends. If you put out your hand for them to shake it, it's they can look at it and the urge to shake gets stronger and stronger. <laughs> and then they're like, just as normally socialized humans, it's one of the things we're trained to do. So that's a good line is, hi, I'm Rami. And if she's in a group, uh, here's another fun one. If she's in a group of five or more women and they're at a club or a bar or something, walk up to them. Don't be shy. And just be like, whose birthday is it? Uh, and if they don't say it's a birthday, they're like, it's no one's like, oh, okay, whose bachelorette is it? <laughs> five women together at a club or a bar, it's usually a bachelorette or a birthday. Like 80% of the time. Um and so the last piece of advice I want to give you guys, just remember, dating is a skill, right? So like any skill, you got to practice. You don't get good by – you don't become like the champion of track and field by reading a book on track and field and then just going 
run a sprint once, you're like, I'm the best now. You know? Chariots of fire. It doesn't work like that. Uh, if you want to get good at something, you practice it. So if you suck at meeting women on Tinder, no big deal. Learn the right way to do it, and then practice that way. Maybe it'll take you 20 or 30 matches before you start to get a date. It's cool. You'll figure it out. But if you get in there, wait for five, you know, get five matches, fail, and then like, oh, this sucks. I'm never going to make it. Then, yeah, you will never make it. Just like uh, it takes eight years to, you know, beef up your weight at deadlifts. Just like it takes you time to get good at any kind of sport or any video game or any any game in particular. Uh, dating is the same. It's also a game. And you got to treat it like one. You got to practice to get good at it. Ooh. That's all I have for today. Love it. Thank you, Rami, for coming on. Thank you for everything. Um, guys, this is Coach Austin from Hyper Strength and Conditioning with your Nerd Out Workout podcast with Rami the Gutsy Geek. And uh, don't hesitate. Check out his stuff. Download. Uh, you don't, don't you have like a free three tips ebook thing out there somewhere? Yeah. There's yeah. a free Tinder opening lines ebook. Dude, get on yeah, that, ladies on. and gents. Get, get on, on getsageek.com. You'll see like a link to the free ebook. Get it. It'll give you some free opening lines. It's like a good way to get started with apps if you're not used to them. And then if you get the opening line in and it works, then you can hit me up for more. That's awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you, Rami, for coming on. I'm sure My pleasure, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll get a demand for you again after this episode. Anytime. <laughs> All right, guys. Have an awesome one. Take it easy. And uh, I'll see you guys later. Late.